0: So lately I've been on a health kick. I cut out sugar. I've just cut a lot of bad things out of my diet. I'm just cutting back on bread. All that good stuff. And while I love being healthy, you've got to have a little something, right? So for me, that has been red wine. It's basically a grape. So, right? I don't feel so bad it's about the it.
1: same thing.
0: Same thing. Same thing. Um, so I basically joined this online wine club called Wink uh, and it's amazing because they deliver wine directly to your door which when you run multiple businesses like I do it just makes your life so much easier it's so convenient
1: and what's so great about Wink is not only that it's an online wine club it's also a personalized online wine club so you take a palette quiz they figure out what type of wine you like if you like sweet wine earthy wine oaky wine and then you get the wine that you love so you're never going to get a bottle of wine that you're not going to drink all of it probably by yourself.
0: <laughs> and when you join Wink, you're getting a lot of quality and value. Uh, all of their bottles start at only $13, but they would normally retail for uh, $20 and up. So
1: That is like the best, again, for entrepreneurs on the go who's trying to save money, but also get And we're at that gone. age where we no
0: longer want the $7 no, wine. They're not cutting it. Early, so
1: get the $7 wine. And also what I love about Wink is that they partner with local artists to create beautiful labels. So for people like us who also pick wine by the label... You can do that now because it's going to taste good anyway.
0: So, right now, Wink is offering our listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash heart and hustle. And it gets even better. I know all of you hate paying for shipping like I do, so Wink will actually pay for your shipping on orders of four bottles or more.
1: Plus. So, right now, what you're doing is you're going to trywink.com backslash heart and hustle. Get $20 off your first order right now. Again, that's trywink.com backslash heart and hustle.
0: Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe.
1: And I'm Angelica Yard.
0: And we're the heart behind the Heart & Hustle podcast.
1: Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation.
0: We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag BossSoHard.
1: We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account.
0: So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. (laughs)
1: <laughs> did you see my face <laughs> I literally like clear my door oh, and Jesus. I go my eyes just like <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it rolling from whatever I'll edit it out oh god okay I mean you can keep it in whatever okay
0: so how was your weekend
1: it was fantastic I don't remember what I did I was
0: <laughs> saying, that's like, oh you remember because you normally start out with so I don't remember
1: I went to vampire yoga that's all I remember because that was, was Sunday so Can you explain what that is? So vampire yoga is just yoga. (laughs) So literally, it's just vampire themed. So they, I mean, they don't really do too much of a difference um, with the classes, but it's a longer meditation and they have like specific playlists. They have a whole DJ set up and it was in OMA, which is the Orlando Music of Art for Music, Museum of Art (laughs) for the people who've not lived in Orlando, like most of the people who listen to this podcast, it's like the Orlando podcast. So it was like was a good weekend and how was your weekend
0: it was really good, but like my week was so horrible. It was like one of those weeks that started like right out, after
1: you left here. I feel like your week just instantly it, went into decline. It did. Like
0: I did feel like it was okay, and like basically, it's it's there was like work problems in the beginning of the week with like just with like misunderstandings and stuff, but just stuff that wasn't good. Um, and then it ended with like my mom like going to the doctor to get a colonoscopy, which like was fine. It was like not anything wrong, but like like it was like a routine situation. But she's just very over the top about those things. So she was like. Oh my gosh like just like freaking out Um, so I had to like help her through that process Um, she's 56 and she was supposed to get one when she was 50 so she put it off for six six years years. yeah she's like I do what I want and of course she told me she was like I need to do it um, like tomorrow like the doctor said, it's like time. Oh my so goodness. it's like I had to like change stuff, and I was already having like a really hectic week, and I was sick on Thursday. I stayed home, so it was just like really weird. and, Like I don't really get like, and it was like a weird sick. It was just like I didn't have. a Yeah, or anything, I actually but felt I like felt, that
1: over the week. Yeah, was it Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I felt like I had like a little bit there of a, a tinge, but I still worked because yeah. I'm a no mine. Person.
0: Mine was like actually like nausea. Like I was oh, super I nauseous all day, Ooh. and as soon as I would get out of bed, I would feel like I was gonna throw up. So like luckily I didn't, but that's because I just I stayed home and I worked from bed. Um, um, but I, I ended up, like, texting Melissa, and I was like, um, I need Disney drinks. And, like, I've only done that, like, maybe two times before. And, like, both times she knew, like, this is serious. Like, she, <laughs> she needs to, you like. you help. Yeah, she needs help. So we went to the Polynesian on Friday night, and we watched the um, Magic Kingdom, like, they have, like, the fireworks from the, yeah. you know, the Halloween party or whatever. So we watched those, and I had some sort of drink with bourbon in it. I couldn't tell you what it was. I'm not going to lie to you. picked it out because, A, bourbon, and B, because of the glass. So it, fancy? It, it was fancy. It was oh like God. a cute, you know, those cute little like gold um, mugs that they yeah, have. Yeah. It was one of those. So I was um, like, oh, my! I'm like, I don't have one. So I just want to drink. I really one. want one. Of those. Um, so, yeah, I did that on Friday. And then Saturday, um, I did senior portraits for my friend's kid. I'm, I'm not taking on like any photography clients, obviously, anymore, but I do have like friends and family and, you know, some people that I've shot for forever. And they're like, oh, you know, do this. So I had promised her you know, when her kid was like 10. Yeah. And now he's 18. So she's like, you're going to do this. Uh, so we did that. And then Sunday I did pumpkin carving with uh, my goddaughter and my
1: niece. The fattest toddler. Yeah. So <laughs> cute. The cutest. Daughter. What When I say? I mean cute. the best she's just way. Got them
0: chunky legs. Oh. So cute. But yeah, it was really fun. And, and she doesn't really fully get pumpkin carving.
1: Like I don't like, I don't understand pumpkin <laughs> carving. So I, I don't get it at all.
0: Well, her parents like prepped her all week. Like, like John and Chris were going to come over. We're going to carve pumpkin. so like when we got there I showed her I had her practice on a piece of paper and then I let her draw the design on the pumpkin and then I carved it so I start to carve it and she goes why are you carving it and I'm like it's called pumpkin carving like what what do you want from me so I would carve it and I let her like pop the little pieces out but like afterwards, because I did three pumpkins, and when I went to move on to the second one, she just like took tape. She's really into tape right now, and like taped it all back. Like she <laughs> she's taped like, the eyes back and taped so, okay, I don't think she gets it. I but don't the either, most girl. important thing about my weekend was that I introduced her to Harry Potter, and I've been did waiting she for this it? day for literally over five years. Be- beyond no, that, the, day, like was, I was, the got, was like, "When you got like the news, <laughs> yeah, when she was in the womb, I was like, one day." I will introduce your child Harry Potter. And then when, when I became the godparent, it was like, oh, now it's real serious. Um, so she really liked it. She did really good. I was surprised at how well she did. She didn't sit for the entire thing. Mm-hmm. She Me is either. a very <laughs> active like 5-year-old, but she sat through most of it. She asked like questions that made sense and you know, she was she was really into it, um, especially the beginning part. She was just like glued to the screen. It was yeah. so awesome to watch. Like, I just watched her watch it, basically. Um, So we're going to take her to the Wizarding World probably in December or January here when it cool- yeah. like cools down a little bit, Ho- hopefully. Hopefully it's it cools cool-ish. down. It's cool-ish. Yeah. I Question mean, it mark. was looking better last week than this week. This week, week yeah. So we're together. And then, of course, yesterday was Halloween, so it wasn't wasn't a weekend. It was
1: a Monday. It was but, a uh, Monday. We were together. We yeah. ate food. We ate yeah. donuts. And, and they were delicious. And your daughter, like, was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. She was a hot mess
0: she <laughs> she spent a lot of the afternoon taking candy from one Place and just moving she it she is really Into that back.
1: that's like her She likes
0: to like give it to people She likes like, to
1: organize and yeah. I think Next year she'll be like we probably just won't Even do trick-or-treating we'll just let her give the Candy yeah out I would say
0: she seems like very people. Like she was like giving candy to Nick And giving candy to David and she's like here you go here She's you very go. giving here you go. Yes.
1: no yeah She does it at church like we um she greets with And me then at the church.
0: best part was the whole Like she talked Melissa into walking her Up and downstairs because Melissa doesn't know 30 minutes She
1: doesn't understand how no works <laughs> And um, she got ah. swindled by a two-year-old, so, so great. <laughs> that's it all so That's great. all she did.
0: So there was this one part last night where she was, like, walking with Melissa, and I was kind of being myself. I was like, oh, I wonder if she'll be, like, a little scared if I, like, pull this mask down or what her, like, thought process will be. So, of course, I was, like, you know, sitting in, in the back over there, and so I just put my Black Panther mask, like, over my face, and I was just kind of still. And, like, she walked back, and I'm wondering what her reaction is going to be. And she, like, looks me dead in the eye. Like, not through the eyes, but through the mask. Looks at me and just, like, laughs hysterically. (laughs) And, like, it starts to sound, like, intense. And I'm just like, I thought I was going to scare you, but now you're scaring (laughs) me. like that was my favorite moment of that of last night yeah, that I, and
1: all the cookies Friday was um and I keep forgetting Friday was like the toddler rave is what I call it because they were having a hot mm, mess the man. school hosted like a fall festival and um I think every child just had the best time it was the best like thing like they had hay rides and everything and like games and That's uh, so cute. parade and I it was amazing festivals. and they just like I mean there's so many pictures and videos of kids just like Jamming out, it was like kid rave. Like that's they loved so awesome. it. It was so crazy to watch my daughter, like in her Batman costume, like and strut around. And she's really around. old enough
0: to do like so many yeah, things now. Yeah, she was now, really into awesome. doing
1: stuff, and it's just it's weird. And she's man. not
0: afraid of anything, which obviously is which not. is great. Well, and and you not. know, especially like this season, like we're gonna have ice and like you know yeah. the winter festival downtown and all the different things. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be really fun. And ice fun is to... like
1: peanuts themed, and which is so that's my cute. best friend's favorite thing and the entire world. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I really like when
0: they do the old school. Like, the first one I went was the Frosty theme, and that, you know, that was, like, very yeah. old school. And then they did, like, Shrek, and I was like, I don't oh, know, thanks, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I like the movie Shrek, but I'm like, I don't need a Shrek Christmas-themed situation. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I'm like, I'm glad that they're kicking it old school this year. I think it's going to be a really awesome winter
1: time we we're just talking about what we're doing for for christmas you know well, i mean it's like it's
0: november 1st by the time they're listening it'll be november, the, november 2nd the second but yeah that's what
1: you get for listening to this podcast I'm yeah to tell i'm you. like i almost
0: wore a christmas <laughs> shirt today and i was like i'm gonna keep it chill but oh, I man. probably will be in one video.
1: Like, okay you need to check your Facebook messages and look at the video I sent you and Melissa because it's literally you I guys. did see it's, that it's literally you guys I
0: did
2: I see that. About, like... and
0: I was listening to the Pentatonix um, Christmas songs <laughs> on the way here and I was like I almost felt like crying because I was just like it's the season <laughs> oh, I'm so God. ready like my body is ready for this season oh my goodness yeah so I'm I'm just I'm ready I, I knew that you'd make fun of me if I wore a Christmas shirt and that's I literally gotta I gotta make fun
1: of you anyway <laughs> I know
0: but I'm like <laughs> I might know. wear one tomorrow when you're not around
1: I'm gonna take. You and like, I know you're wearing Christmas shirt, and I know you're probably drinking out of a Christmas mug. and I'm making fun of yeah.
0: It's 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 time, so oh my goodness, just gonna bring like my Santa hat every recording from here on
1: out. Yay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture every I feel like every for the next eight recordings. I think that's how many we got left yep. until the end of the until year. the end of the year, end of 2016. Oh my goodness. Well, you guys, our guest today is going to be awesome. We're so excited for you guys to listen. You guys were really loved last week's episode, so thank you for, like, listening because that was crazy. I feel like our traffic got blown out of proportion and i mean that <laughs> that
0: was such a great like interview. In a good way. i learned so much i i still i like my head is still kind of spinning from that interview that i can't even believe we got to do that that was so amazing yeah so i'm just i'm just so excited so if you haven't listened
1: um had lately after you're done with this episode go back and listen to last yeah week.
0: definitely go listen to all our recent guest speakers and you're gonna love today's
1: awesome Bye. Bye. hey guys welcome back we're so excited today because we have kashira here with us and she you may know her from the internet from the hashtag her movement and so i'm so excited to have you here hi kashira how are you hi i'm great how are you
2: ladies
1: good 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 so good so we're so excited to talk to you but for those people who are not familiar with what you do could you please explain to us what you what you do and what her movement is all about all
2: right so again my name is kashira i myself the chief bombshell officer (laughs) of the KSM group which is a small uh, digital brand consultancy so the easy answer I help people monetize their online presence um, early on as opposed to when it's too late uh, which tends to happen to us a lot so how do you monetize those Instagram posts that are so popular or those tweets or your blogs Um, that's my specialty her movement is actually my blog that I recently celebrated my three year blog anniversary Um, and her movement is all about business branding and lifestyle so it's like, I like to call it the pink version of Ford because <laughs> it provides value added content but it makes it fun, it makes it feminine, it makes it pretty I just I don't believe in that narrative that it had, things have to be dull and super professional looking in order for it to be value. So her movement is really just about what I call that busy bombshell of the world, the woman that wants one for herself, wants to go a brand outside of her nine to five, um, wants to be global, but also cares about fashion, cares about lifestyle, cares about her relationships. So um, her movement, the hashtag, um, became really popular around early last year um, and it became a twitter chat so i host a chat monthly with a panel and maybe like two to four people on different topics and i like to to pull people of various industries and backgrounds to get that unique perspective so once a month bombshells come together on twitter and we have our hashtag kind of movement twitter chats
0: i really love that you point out like you don't need to have everything kind of be like just boring and plain and you can really just be yourself and if that means that you're girly or whatever that's totally fine because I feel like I've always struggled with that with um, my various brands like just being able to be authentic about it Yeah. even with us like now like I feel like our our logo is so playful and just like the way that we interview is is more um a conversation right than Just like a straight up mm-hmm. interview um so I, I don't feel like we do things like so black and white and by the book so I love that you point that out um, and I noticed that you made a specific decision to work with women exclusively. So I was wondering, why did you make that decision?
2: Well, it is interesting. So I don't discriminate against men. I definitely have men that read my blog. <laughs> and um, I have men that I have worked with. But I just think with women because... Um, We tend to have to go through more of a a change mentally before we can make that change in our business life. So we have to overcome the self-doubt, the self-confidence, what is our friends gonna think? Does my significant other support me? And I find myself in coaching having to do a lot of therapy get through that and then once we kind of get through that then all of these ideas come and so that's why I like to work with women and I like to call them that bombshell because when you hit the word bombshell you think like sexy you think Victoria's Secret and it instantly equates to confidence and so I wanted to put that same spin on you can have this same kind of confidence when it comes to your business and your brand and a lot of the times the things that are holding us back is that confidence Once you can truly believe in what it is you're called to do, um, you can start making smarter moves and better decisions. And that's why I really like with Women, because for a lot of us, again, it's a mental thing before we can really start applying the business sense.
1: I definitely love that. Like I have no complaints about (laughs) working with women exclusively, but I I would people call me a Massandra sometimes, so I'm, I'm a terrible person. Um, you're one of the few entrepreneurs who own their MBA status, and I really mean that. Like I really don't see a lot of people be like, look, I went to college and we're gonna talk about it. Like I really love that that's one of the things that you point out, especially as someone that did not go to college. So how has mm-hmm. that helped you grow your business? Yeah, well
2: first of all, I will forever flaunt it because it cost me so much money. <laughs> right, if absolutely. Exists, y'all don't know. <laughs> Um, but the MBA, so when I was in school, I mean, I went to school for, for business and finance. I did not think I would be an entrepreneur. And I found myself now that MBA just really helps me have a better sense of business strategy, a better sense of marketing and finance. And granted, I'm not a jack of all trades. I can't do everything accounting, marketing, taxes, et cetera. But I know enough to be dangerous. And when i other people, I'm not going to get played. I know what I'm talking about. I know the faces and I know what I'm looking for. And it's, it's sometimes having that bigger picture just helps you better craft strategy. And granted, like you can learn a lot of this stuff online and in videos and things like that, but it does take real business savvy to still navigate the digital space because there's so much competition. And it's interesting that People don't understand the law, laws of economics. And the laws of economics is why a lot of businesses fail. And so at minimum, it just helps me to be smarter. So here's a small example. A lot of people want to be coaches, right? Everybody wants to provide this. Coaching is a luxury service. The economy is quietly taking and no one really knows it. Yeah. So when that happens, no one's buying luxury services. Right. You your business is done unless you have products at different price points, right? If you have books and Um, Lower price courses and other things that will still sustain your audience, even when they can't afford to pay thousands of dollars anymore. Very basic concepts, but people don't understand it if they haven't, you know, don't have a a sense of business strategy.
0: I think that's so true. And I feel like um, I've always kind of worked in like areas where what I do is a little bit luxury based. And that's definitely something that at first I didn't really think about. I was like, oh, I'm just going to start this business and everything's going to be great. And it was a huge reality check to realize because I started my business um, like, you know, in like 2008. It was like not the the best time to uh, get into business. And it was it was it was like a huge slap in the face and, and definitely a huge reality check to realize like, yeah, everybody doesn't need this. And just because you're offering it, it's not like they're magically going to want it from you.
1: Right. Yeah. Or that they can afford it. I think exactly. that's the biggest thing. And um, uh, the, the business of business, like people understanding that economics have so much to do with the way money flows in and out of your business. And oh, I could talk about that all day. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you have a lot of uh, video lessons, classes and webinars that you offer online. So what are some of the things that you're
2: offering right now? Right now, I'm actually prepping for a class um, on how to build your brand as a professional speaker on a national level. So that is something that I had no- because I'm actually teaching, but my audience, they're kind of they're kind of involved in my life. They know what's going on. And they're like, hey, you're always traveling, you're always doing things, teach us how to do this too. So I did a free webinar on just how to land your first engagement recently. And now I'm doing a spinoff, which will be a paid class, affordable but still a paid class on how to structure engaging talks, how to negotiate contracts, how to better pitch yourself, how to do the media kit and the speakers real. Um, and so that'll be a part of the brand arsenal of the classes that I'm offering. So I offer like very basic branding one-on-one and then I offer you know how do you now monetize the brand and now I'm kind of going to how do you take this brand on the road how do you get outside of your city and show people that
1: what you're really about that's awesome I know I get the same from a lot of people I wouldn't say it's like my audience it's just my friends <laughs> I'm not I'm not important at all but people do nice. ask me all the time like how do you start speaking and and what are you doing and blah, blah, blah. So maybe I'll just start navigating them to your course because you know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm like, people are just asking me to speak. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why they keep asking me. They should probably not. I don't know what I you guys are doing. Attention,
2: pay attention to that, though. Typical people come to you for advice on is your expertise. And a lot of times people are trying to figure out what's my next stream of income, what next product should I offer? They over, they overlook the obvious. Like, what are people consistently coming to you about? This makes a lot of sense to consider something like that. And I'd always touch up with my audience that Facebook group, and I'm like, you guys are so needy. Always just like want something. For <laughs> but it's a great thing though. I don't have to guess with them. And so now it's easier to sell when you know that what you're offering is exactly what someone wants, and you can communicate it. In
1: You've heard their favorite This is like the that's, second time we've we'll heard say,
0: this. Well, that's also so funny because <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it's literally how I ended up doing what I'm doing now because, like, I was a photographer for about seven, eight years and everyone kept asking me to like sit down with them and when they were like getting ready to start a business or they were kind of like switching things up and getting ready for a rebrand, they wanted to sit down with me and like pick my brain. It would always become this like long, like three, four hour meeting where they're like taking notes and everything else like that. And I'm like, wait a second, how about I kind of do this as a living instead of photography? And so I slowly transitioned over like the course of a year, but it's like Mm -hmm. now I do consulting and and rebranding and branding and all that type of good stuff. So it is so true. Like if you just kind of pay attention what people are actually coming to you for it's that's how you find your expertise like i always thought i'd be a photographer forever but i love what i do now like way more so
1: great mean, okay. you already kind of told us what to expect from your twitter chat but i want to talk a little bit more about it because twitter chat's fascinate me like I love the idea I try to participate as often as I can I'm so inconsistent I'm also old (laughs) I go to sleep really early that too I I am participating in all of them but um what are some key things to know about joining the Her Movement Twitter chat and what are some things that people should expect and what are some of your favorite things about hosting a Twitter chat because I think that's so like, fascinating to me. Like, I love talking to people about Twitter chats.
2: Yeah, so Twitter chats are, are a lot of fun. How I initially built my audience on Twitter which was just I participated in chats and I decided, okay, why not host my own. One thing to know about the herd Movement chats if you're new is that they move really, really fast. And I can't slow it down. It does not matter how many <laughs> minutes, how long I wait to ask the next question. like the girls are excited and what i love about our chats is that it's a very welcoming group so people that have been in the chats for a while they know this when someone's new and they'll say hi welcome to her movement you know they'll tweet you nice gifts and it's like I appreciate that because I've always kind of been like this outsider or loner and now I can kind of create this space where nobody has to feel like that. And I don't know if you've ever had the situation like if you meet up with a new group and you just don't feel like you fit in because everybody is talking to each other and you don't know what they are talking about. Where in our group chats, we don't do that. Like everybody's like, hey, you're new. Welcome, like meet new friends, et cetera, et cetera. So that's one thing that I really appreciate. Um, Our chats are very information heavy in a sense that, I encourage people to not hold back. I'm a a really big believer in in the Bible um, around, like, you reap what you sow. And I believe, like, if you share freely, the universe will give back to you. And, you know, it's going to be your time someday when you need some help. And you may not be able to call a coach or a mentor. And knowing that you've probably put something on the atmosphere, things come back to you. So our, our chats are typically six to seven questions. But they're very open when people are sharing advice and struggles and challenges practices and all those great things and so um, it's just a really dynamic place to learn and people always walk away with something new at least that's what they tell me something that's true um, <laughs> and then we always network on the end and I always in my chats the same way I always say it's time for networking where to find your web take at least one connection offline tonight I always challenge people to email someone that you connected with in a chat and get on the phone or get on video chat because I feel like a lot of times we kind of leave it on Twitter and some of the best accountability partners and friends that I have today came from Twitter. Came from taking a conversation that started online offline. So. Just something to think about. The chats happen the last Tuesday of every month at 9 o'clock Eastern time, um, except November and December because of the holidays. They'll be taking place a little earlier this month, and um, November's chat will be the first time I'm ever hosting an all-male panel. Oh, wow. So that'll be exciting.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I'm very like intrigued by that, and now love I'm that, like, Ooh. And I love
2: that you encourage
0: people to like get offline because I feel like, for me, that's always where like I get really introverted, and I'm like, oh, this person seems really cool, but... I'm afraid to kind of like even ask them that. So it's almost like you're giving people like the permission and that little push to just be like, yeah, move it offline. Because it's, you're absolutely correct. Like it makes all the difference to take the, the connection off
2: of Twitter. Yeah. And it's easier to do it when you don't want anything, right? Like you're just looking at yes. someone as opposed to, I'm, I'm about to ask you to collab with me or let me like, review your products. Like no, get to know them first. And then it makes collabing later on a little bit easier. That's so
0: true. So you have this awesome twitter chat uh how else are you using social media to
2: grow your brand i'm like there's so many different things so when it comes to social media the first one of the big things that i focus on is video Um, live video using Periscope and Facebook live and it's I really appreciate those platforms because I feel like I'm a teacher just by nature like it is just I'm just an instructor and I like teaching that way because I can answer questions in real time I can gauge if you understand me in real time Um, and then of course it's just an easy way to show your expertise right like it's just it's a really great way to get out there and say I have this skill you should contact me for this or read my blog for this Um, Instagram is definitely a growing platform for me where um, you know I'm learning how to get more visual in my brain and, and storytelling with photos and and using the captions to give quick tips because no one's on Instagram read a paragraph you know so how do you quickly get to the point with that and so I'm just leveraging the networks and the ways that they're supposed to be used which I think is a big miss people you know, are kind of sharing the exact same thing everywhere that's not how it works um, so leveraging how they're supposed to use, and I would say Facebook. Um, even though people are kind of like, uh, the algorithm, my Facebook group, which has over 600 members right now, is very, very active, um, and it kind of it serves as my confirmation sometimes that I'm doing the right thing, just because again. I don't always be the one to initiate conversation or offer the advice people are helping each other and that's really what her movement is about people coming together and growing and walking in their purpose as a unit as opposed to feeling like everything is a competition
1: oh i love all of that i love all of these words (laughs) especially about (laughs) building um you know community over competition really and having people move together because i think um we get kind of we've gotten to, we've gotten better at it i feel like the internet's not as mean as it was seven eight years ago yeah i don't think so. it was very mean back then so people are a lot more kinder and and encouraging people to do that especially as newer people get online and start their businesses and just encouraging them to build their own communities and because i think a lot of people felt like all these bloggers have been around for a decade plus because a lot of people that i know that have been blogging that long and myself and then they're like oh i can't talk to those people i don't want to connect with them they already have their own crew and how.
0: so I love running multiple websites and blogs, but I really hate having all my personal information out there. It's really annoying. I just feel like it's all out there. I get these weird emails. I get people trying to like sell me really odd stuff like, "Hey, why are me $1,000 cuz of this?" And <laughs> I'm like, "No, I don't want to do that." I just don't know what to do about it. It's really frustrating. Well,
1: when you um, bought your domain name, and when we all buy our domain names, we have to register them. And so at hover.com, which is a really awesome domain name pro- provider, they offer free who is privacy. So what that means is when you register your domain name, you put in all the information, and it goes into the database, like when you buy your license, when you get your car, when you get your insurance, um, registering your tags, registering your pets, <laughs> um, all the information goes into the database. Same thing with domains. With who is privacy, you don't have to have your information out there. So that's awesome. I feel like that's great, but it sounds like a lot of work. Well, actually, it's not. Hover makes it really super easy for you to manage all that in one place. It's easy to use, a really awesome user interface, so it's not easy to get lost. It's really design friendly and you know as a designer i'm very i'm a snob yes you are <laughs> I'm a snob. so i actually really love their site. It's easy to navigate um and but what if you
0: have like a ton of websites like me
1: they actually make it very easy to manage all of them at once so they have like one custom uploader and then you can also when you buy your domain names you can save money mm, by having, i love that <laughs> you're know, like you love money we all love money <laughs> you can save money by um having your discount code and that applies in bulk to all the domains and all of the other services that you may be buying so, awesome so how do i sign up so you will go to hover.com and then you go to enter you buy your domain so you get all your ideas i know we just we planned one earlier and i'm really excited about it so you put that domain yes. in you register it and then you add to car and then you get your free who is privacy so nobody can stalk you and <laughs> then you enter in the code heart hustle to save 10 percent and then you have a domain name it's easy sounds great sign me up awesome that have been blogging that long and myself and then they're like oh I can't talk to those people I don't want to connect with them they already have their own crew and how who do I connect with and I think Twitter chats are the best way to get to know new people um so I really really love that and we were just talking about how brand consulting consulting in general has become gigantic in 2016 i think um pretty much everybody <laughs> pretty much everybody is saying what bear consultant these days are doing a little bit of consulting so how do you distinguish yourself from all of these people who are starting to do it
2: yeah, and so I think one thing that's interesting is I'm seeing actually that coaching word from around a little bit more than I see in consulting. Um, and that's one thing that I am not. I'm not a coach. Um, if you I look at a consultant in the traditional sense in corporate America, you hire a consultant to come in and you have a problem that you can't fix. Consultants come in and look at it and they provide you with a number of solutions and then you determine which one makes the most sense for budgets and all of that and hire the to work with you. That's how I am. I like looking at problems and figuring out how to fix it, providing a number of solutions because my mind works like that. It's not just a one cookie cutter approach. Um, and I think that that's one thing that I'm very honest about. So one thing about me is if I can't do something or I don't know it's not my lane, I will very openly say it. Like if someone tweets me a question and put something up, basically, like I will direct you to the expert. So one thing that separates me is my authenticity. I'm not out here trying to be someone else that that does something different. Um, I'm very cu- I customize all of my approaches, and so I offer a, a, a free strategy call, which is quick, 15 minutes, and then that call, I'm able to quickly dissect and just give some in- initial insight, and that really helps because. I've had people talk to me that have talked to seven or eight other people during strategy strategy calls and have felt like, oh, they weren't really here for me, they weren't really listening, they're trying to give me something that won't work for my brand, and people will say, I feel like you really listen and I feel like you really get it. And so it takes a little bit more time, but I appreciate that kind of approach. Um, And then also because I'm a blogger and I'm in the social space, my expertise is already out there. You can read my content or watch my videos and see if you agree with my, with my methods, or how I teach, or how I am. I reply to every reader email. I reply to every Instagram comment and every tweet when I can. I'm late, but I still do it. And that builds trust. And that trust factor is huge in the world. If everybody does this too. So at the end of the day, people trust me. I come to mind when they think about branding and they follow me. And when they get on the phone, it's like, it's an easy seal to the deal. Because I'm actually listening, and I'm selling to them in the way that they actually want to be sold to. I'm selling them the solutions to the problem they presented, as opposed to here's my generic brand package. Let's get let's get to work.
0: I completely love all of that. Like, I just love it all. Um, and I feel like building trust takes a while uh, when you're working with clients. Mm-hmm. And I love that you take the time, like from the beginning, to just be like. It's not, it's not about, like, the money, you know what I mean? Like, it's about finding those right clients. So it's, like, you take the moment to say, you can have this free call with me. We can see if we're a good fit. Because a lot of times I feel like people don't work together uh, who are a good fit. They'll just kind of, like, oh, I'm going to take on any client um, right. just for that right. bottom line. So I love that you really, like, take the time. And not only that, but you're showing them, obviously, what you're capable of. And, obviously, that's what makes them decide to hire you
2: and work with you. Yeah, and I'm not taking on a headache for a check. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> Amen. Great. Amen. to be.
1: Oh yeah. my goodness. Amen. And
0: speaking of building, we're both very into like community and like, you know, building our local communities up. Um, so, how has uh, working locally helped you build your business? And how are you involved in your local community right now?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so I live in Pittsburgh right now. I'm not from Pittsburgh. I'm from Chicago. And I moved here a couple of years ago when I graduated from college to work in banking. Um, so, I didn't have any family, so my first thought was get involved, I'll make friends. So I got involved with the National Black MVA Association, the Urban League, and a couple of other organizations. And present day I sit on the board of the National Black MV Association and I'm president of the Urban League, um, as well as involved in a couple of other things. And one big thing for me is it helps me sharpen my skills. A lot of times when I get involved with organizations, they might be struggling with like membership or programming or brand management locally, and so I actually have like case studies. I came into something and took it from this to that. Um, I've also been able to meet a lot of people in the network, so people online mind don't believe me, but I am really shy and kind of <laughs> introverted. So those kinds of organizations have forced me to be outside, be vocal, network, show people what I can do, and that that's one of the major keys that i shared in our presentation this past week because a lot of the engagements I get come to me as opposed to me pitching because people see me and they see what I do. What good is your expertise if no one knows you have it? That's something I say all the time. So being involved in the community and in roles that are relevant to my brand, I also put that in there, has helped me to expand it and get other opportunities. And so that's something that I preach all the time, like if you're going to be involved, be involved in something you're passionate about as opposed to just getting the membership. Um, be active, let your voice be heard, and volunteer. You know, If they're looking for someone to plan an event and you're an event planner, volunteer. You can add it to your portfolio. If they're looking for a speaker, you can add it to your portfolio and your speakers. So you have to look for opportunities to capitalize and things that are basically in your backyard that a lot of people are missing out on because they feel like oh, professional orgs are just for those in corporate, which is far from the truth.
1: That is super true. We're members of our local chamber. We're members of a lot of things, um, and that's really how we got you know started. And how people and when you said like you don't, you know you're not really out here pitching yourself. That's exactly the case. In my case, I don't really pitch myself I don't really ask for a lot of things and people just come to me most of the time like hey I see you do this and you saying that what good is your expertise if no one is knows what you do that's so true like I know so many people who do amazing things but nobody they don't market themselves and they're not being present and they're not showing up and you know, you miss out on opportunities when you don't show up. It's very surprising how much you can do by just joining your local um, organizations and getting to you know people around you. So I think people should really reach out. And we'll try to um, put some links into the groups that you talked about so we can yeah. so people can look into them in their city and go check out. And if you have an MBA, you need to be hanging out with the, the black MBA people. They sound fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it sound like they have, like, really nice cocktails and everything. <laughs> like, I don't know, it just sounds so fancy. Uh, so like, and I
2: spoke at the national conferences of both of these groups. And it was easier to plug for that because I'm actually a member. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm. It's not just about the publicity. It's I actually care about the right. organization, and and I know the, their audience, so I can better sell. The value that I can bring to this talk. And now I can put in my speakers kit the logos of these organizations that I'm both very well known, and that's going to sell. And so, granted, yes, do it for passion, but you also have to be strategic about the things that you're doing. And I feel like people were either, like, either solely just doing it for the benefits or they're only doing it out of passion and not paying attention to how they can capitalize on it. So, it has to be a good mix of both. Reach.
1: So I love this. This has become my new interview question. I feel like I'm going to put it in every single one. Um, what other creatives or brands are inspiring you right now?
2: Oh, I love my Leek Teal. She gives me so much life. Um, her brand, My Taught You, is amazing. She has like this line of journals, and I've used all of them to just develop business plans, products, and all of that. Um, one thing that I appreciate about her is her authenticity, and her personality is strong and she doesn't care about it. And that helps when that self-doubt creeps in and you're thinking, am I being too playful? Am I being too pink? Am I too this, too that? It's like, no, this is what I am. This is what makes me different. It keeps me different. So my link is definitely one. Um, I'm obsessed with um, YFS Magazine and their founder, Erica Nicole. She is this like stunning woman. She's amazing. She was interviewed on the Behind the Brilliance podcast, and she talked about her sacrifice of leaving new york city to move to dallas just so she could save more money to invest in her company and this woman headlines global conferences like next to richard branson like that is hashtag goals if i haven't <laughs> seen it before so um i would say like those two like who i, I tweet them all the time because I, I openly stalk people like I <laughs> sure. the people that i stand for know that like yeah. they know what I stand for.
1: Oh my goodness! I love that. I tweet from YFS. I probably once a week or maybe more than that, but definitely at least once a week they have an article or something that's posted that's like speaks to me. That the content is so great and it's nice knowing that the founder is a really awesome person. And also when people like go to like our podcast on anything, it's like podcasts you should also listen to Malik's yep, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like shows up like right under, so that makes me
2: feel like she's an
1: amazing person.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> is the get it together podcast like it like it, there is guaranteed to be at least one episode that will hurt your feelings but <laughs> it's sometimes this, you need your feelings hurt so she's yeah that, she's that like real auntie that everybody oh my goodness her, i love uh, an auntie get <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's amazing, and I love that you said you openly. I openly support people. I love that. Yeah, i love it. I mean, no shame you know in what? your and that's, game. I feel like it's it's important to show like the people that you are supporting. Like you said, like they know, like there's no question in their mind that you're there for them. I feel like that's so important. Yeah, I yeah. I know I need to get better about that because there's people that I'll follow from afar, and I'm like I love them so much, and I'm like why wouldn't they probably want to hear it? But I get real introverted and I get like quiet about it, and that's um, I, I need I to work on that.
2: Challenge you today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm gonna I I'm gonna go on Twitter after this episode and like just love all over everybody.
2: That's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna no, do. Seriously, you, you heard the first like give people their flowers while they're here. Like I believe in that. Like you just never know how somehow you, how your words can change someone's day. Like even your faith has bad days. And my audience <laughs> sometimes will randomly tweet me or email me like. This really changed me. This really helped me. And it'll literally just change my spirits and change my energies. And when I experienced that on my level, like I just kind of felt it. And so it's just nice though because when I do tweet them, they do tweet me back. They are excited and they are engaged. And you might actually find out the big stand for you too. So, for example, I don't know if you guys follow Chef Risha from Carnal Dish. Like, she's my girl crush, like for real. I found out that she followed me one day, and I read our fangirls on Twitter, and she's like, "Oh my god, I love your blog!" I like just I couldn't I couldn't get on Twitter for like
0: an hour. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Twitter is canceled today. Oh, I love all of these stories. Oh, I love it. So, what advice do you have for other creative women who are getting ready to jump into their businesses? Ugh,
2: feel the fear and do it anyway. That is like my motto for life. The biggest thing that will hold you back is. The external but it's always the internal um, so recognize that that whole hashtag fearless thing is super cute but it's not always the truth it's okay to have that fear but you have to learn how to move past it and keep trying a lot of people too also get stuck in the execution in the, I'm sorry the planning phase never move to execution so also one thing I recommend to the newbies is you have to just look on some kind of timeline where even if it's not 100% perfect, still put it out there because that's how you learn. That's how you figure out what to change. Like all the stuff in your mind, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, there's a lot of cost-effective ways to do everything and start businesses. So the money part is important, but don't let it hold you back. You know you can always upgrade and upscale. One big mistake people to also tend to make too is. You know, feeling like they have to have the most expensive equipment and most expensive systems. And I'm a fan of scale your business as it grows. You don't need the $50 a month mailing list when you only have 10 subscribers. Get MailChimp. When you get over a thousand, girl, then you upgrade. So stop feeling like you have to have all or it's like all or nothing. Um, A lot. Those are some of the bigger things that I'm seeing a lot. Um, And you know, one last piece with this one too is, you know, a lot of us are readers of blogs. We all have that person that we go to, we stand for. um, But we consume so much content and we never take the time to apply it. So start figuring out, you know, once a week, twice a week, you know, sitting down and actually crafting a plan, actually trying out some of the strategies I would recommend it to you because reading all the time is great but if you're not actually doing something with it or applying or executing it's pointless.
1: I, that, that makes was, me so I happy I feel like that
2: was the
0: best like answer we've ever had to that question. <laughs> like, i'm just like my hands are up like in the praise emoji because oh my emoji. i was writing so fast during all this and i'm like okay calm down this is my podcast I can listen to it like it's it's not gonna go away but i was just like taking notes while you're writing and like i was just writing up a storm like my paper is
1: covered yeah so i have something for
2: you there's a blog post i have called 10 mistakes new entrepreneurs make um, it's fairly recent, and it's literally all the mistakes I've ever made, honestly. But. I feel like you stand for it because it, it relates to this question it's like little things like hey you just launched the business and you don't have an invoicing system or hey like you're you your new service provider but you don't have a fee list so you're making it up as you go like little things like that and kind of explanations on how to fix them and there's a podcast that I recorded that goes along with that that I would I think people probably would like but then too I always recommend it to the newbies like these are the things that you get caught up in, or the things that you overlook because you're too busy worrying about a pretty website, and everything else is actually
1: important, falls by the wayside. It's so true, especially like I literally have never paid for anything in Mailchimp until Sunday. Like I've really? never, I'm ever, I've never had you to. And I've had MailChimp. Mailchimp for since Mailchimp was big, yeah. <laughs> like since it's been a thing. And I'm going to Atlanta. I need to stop by the office. Um, so I. Yeah, you don't have to pay for things like you really don't. If you don't have to, then don't. Like scale your business, and that's so smart because people immediately jump in and they like message me or message Melissa and be like, "Oh, I have an idea for a blog, and I need a you know a website, and I need to do this, and I have this much money in my budget." And then you you know you build these things for these people, and then wow. they never can get off the ground because they spent all this money and and have yeah. been so frustrated, and they never even got past the planning stages. They just knew that they need to do one, two, three, four, five, when they really should have just been focusing on getting the idea off the ground exactly.
2: so like I, the only time like the only thing that i honestly say you have to spend with y'all when you start out is the domain and yeah all you need to do is own your name because everything else will come like A lot of us, and I've been in the blogging industry for years, Um, it took me a while to find my footing and really figure out how to be consistent with it, but in this time that I've been around, I've seen a lot of beautifully professionally designed sites come and go with the 30 to 45 days because Mm. they put all of the energy and the money into the way it looks and not into the actual content and recognize that i wanted to launch this vlog because my i saw this girl on social media do it but then you realize that you're not an expert so you can't actually craft content on this topic for more than a month and then it all goes in the drain yeah i always say spend the time on the stuff that counts on the content on the writing on figuring out how to build relationships with people because that's the stuff that sustains you over time
1: Yep. And if you're looking for a domain name, we'll have an ad that's going to yep. play in the middle of this
2: <laughs> where you can
1: get one. Amen. <laughs> get one so true. Code CART Hustle. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Um,
0: but Well, thank, thank you so much for talking to us today. We both learned so much. We're taking away so much from this. And I know that our listeners are going to absolutely love you. So I'm really excited to share this with them tomorrow.
1: Oh, we're getting everybody ready for, like, the new year with yes. these interviews. They're yeah, so great. absolutely. But thank you. You're so no.
2: Thank you. I feel like I want to be your friends. Like, uh, like y'all are fun. you gotta make and, and, <laughs> to make me go to Pittsburgh? We will totally be friends with you. Yeah. Like, uh, we,
0: yes, we will. No, we're, we're, forever. We're forever quite excited friends. about it. We stand for you, girl. We stand for you. So, <laughs> oh
1: my goodness. I'll never be a resource for you if you ever
2: need
1: anything. Please don't be a stranger. Oh, you know, we're about to email you. Uh, <laughs> well, we will let you go and let our listeners get back on track and go by their domain names. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.